0: Today we're going beyond the headlines and taking a personal look at the Black Lives Matter movement. Today's guest, evangelist Tabitha McCree Struther, is the cousin of Aaron McCree. Aaron McCree was shot and killed by police officers at a Walmart in Chester, South Carolina in November of 2019. The officers have not been charged. Today, Evangelist Struther shares Aaron's story, its effect on their family, and her perspective on the church and Black Lives Matter. Evangelist Tabitha McCree Struther is a licensed ordained minister with a master's degree in biblical studies. She serves as an associate pastor at Pine Grove Baptist Church in Chester, South Carolina, where Pastor Jerome Boyd is senior pastor. Evangelist Strother is the creator and host of the Talking with Tabitha podcast. She is very well known and involved in her community as an activist. She is anointed to preach, teach, and pray for such a time as this. Get ready for a very real and powerful conversation about the church and Black Lives Matter. We're about to get started. Welcome to the We Are The Church podcast. I'm your host, author, and inspirational speaker, Sherry Jones. And today's topic is the church lives matters. I'm so excited to have um, our guest today, Evangelist Tabitha Struther. Um, for a lot of people, Black Lives Matter is just a hashtag, but for Evangelist Struther. It is her life. And I'm excited for her to be with us today and to share her story. Thank you so much for being with us today, Tabitha.
1: You are welcome. Thank you for having me, Sherry. I greatly appreciate you allowing me to be on your platform. Oh,
0: you're most welcome. You're most welcome. I'm honored. I'm honored to have you here today. Um, So we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. As I mentioned, um, the Black Lives Matter movement is personal to you um, because um, of your cousin Aaron McCree uh, was a um, victim of police brutality, and so if you could just share with us Aaron's story and how it's um, been an impact on your family.
1: Yes, Aaron was 28 years old. He was uh, murdered by two white police officers here in Chester, South Carolina, at our local Walmart store back in November 2019 and Mm. to this day, our family has yet to receive justice. The officers, um, they have not been persecuted. The officers still have their jobs. Uh, One officer has had several complaints against him and Yet nothing has been done. A senseless murder took place here in the small town of Chester, South Carolina. It's a young black male. And yet, you know, some people walk around like it is, you know, just another day in the neighborhood. But yet our mm. lives have been you know, totally impacted his his mom, his dad, his young son. He left a three-year-old son behind. Mm. Uh, he left, you know, two sisters, a brother, nieces, nephews, you know, just a whole family, a family, a community that, you know, he was a, a football star. He was an educated black man college degree so you know if he was a person a human being mm-hmm. you know people I, i'm not understanding why is it that some people feel that you know it's just a a hashtag it's you know a, just a trend that's going around no this is our life this is mm-hmm. our life This is something that is real and it's not going away. I am Black every day, all day, Mm -hmm. 24-7, 365. And I will not rest until my family receives justice. I will not rest. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, and, and, and it's so powerful what you said that, you know, you're Black all day, every day. It isn't just a trend. It isn't just a hashtag. And very important, you talked about your cousin and all the great things that he done. But the big thing is that he was a human being.
1: And exactly. he had
0: a family. Just like all of the, you know, the victims of these um murders by police officers. And a lot of times I think we don't with a larger community, doesn't look at um, black lives as human lives. It's just a fad, it's just a trend, it's just something cute to put on your timeline, hashtag, you know, black lives matter and all of this type of thing. But when you're black and when you're living in this skin and you're looking in the mirror every day, it's real life. And so I'm I'm so glad that you um, brought that point out. And so what can we do to make sure that it's not just a, t- a trend? I know, you know, the murder of George Floyd, um, you know, your cousin's mother, all of them brought it back to the forefront of America's minds. But how do we make sure that it stays there and it doesn't just be a, tw- a trend?
1: You know, there was something that I read on Facebook. And I shared, and it was talking about a bank being robbed successfully seven times. And it talked about, you know, what the bankers would do to make sure that eighth time didn't take place. It talked about the type of meetings that would take place, what the investors would do, um, the people that had their money in the bank, how they would act. Uh, how they would safeguard things and all what would take place to ensure that this particular bank would not be robbed again. Now, not saying that every other bank is not important, but something Mm -hmm. was going on with this bank. So they're going to make sure that this bank is safeguarded, that precautions Mm -hmm. are met and things are done. So if you look at that analogy, where's the safeguarding for black lives? Mm -hmm. What, What is taking place? What are the measures being put in place? What are they? Where are they? Who's safeguarding our lives? You know, where are the vaults that are being built? What 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 are the vaults? Where are they that are protecting our children, our young black men? Why are they being hunted like prey? Mm. Why is my son seeming to be a species that you want to hunt down and take out? Why is he going to soon be mm-hmm. a rare commodity, so to speak? What is it? Is it because of his intellectual ability to create something? Is it because even when times are down and it seems that when we should be crying, we are still rejoicing? What is it about the black species that threatens other races? Uh Because you are not going to stop us Because that is not the way God designed us.
0: Mm -mm.
1: We were destined Mm -mm. for this. We were built for this. Mm -hmm. God created us for this. We were anointed for this. We cannot and will not be stopped. Mm -hmm. So remember when mm Pharaoh tried to oppress the people? And you know, it was like, okay, listen. It's the, too many of these people. Who, we need to um, get some slave masters, and you know, Joseph and all his family. Why all these? It's just too many of these people. What's going on with them? You know, what if they decide to turn? That's what it seems like. You know, someone in the world got upset and said, "What? What if they decide to turn?" And mm-hmm. you know. But we have decided. That's why you see the protests. That's why you see the marches. That's why you see all of this. So what people can do now, what other races can do now, is to understand and realize that we aren't going anywhere. First of all, Mm -hmm. I get tired of hearing some people say go back to Africa. I was never there. I want to go visit, but I was never Mm -hmm. there. My black is beautiful just because that's who God made me. My ancestors may have come from there. Well, yours did too. Read your Bible. Okay? All of us actually came from there. Mm-hmm. You, if I go back, you need to get on that ship too. But however, I digress. Um, oh, no. girl, <laughs> You said something <laughs> right there. <laughs> I couldn't okay. help that one. You said that Hey, hey you know, we're being real. We, we are. So um, my heritage, I came from here. I, I was born here. But my thing is, if you want to, and, and another thing, stop saying, I know what you're going through. No, you don't. Mm-mm. Don't say that. Because if you are not Black, you don't know what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. Because I am Black 24-7, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. I'm Black. You don't know what Black people go through. You don't know. Mm -hmm. And then people that say, I don't see color. Well, I need you to see color because I need you to see me. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I need you to see who I am. So see us, see us for who we are. Every mm-hmm. depth of us, each shade of blackness that we are, see us for who we are, because we're not going mm-hmm. anywhere, and our movement matters. We matter. Our lives matter.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Girl, girl, you just said so much powerful stuff up in there. Oh, my God. I mean, your first point about uh, how are we threats? I have a black son as well. And he wouldn't hurt a fly. But the thought of when he gets to be older and he's a man and he's just walking down the street, just his blackness is going to be intimidating to somebody.
1: Mm -hmm. Why
0: is that? There's there's power in each and every one of us no matter what shade you are what race you are you have a presence you have a power that should be celebrated not feared but why are we so fearful that you know someone black can do something great or you know is getting a come up because when when we were brought over here we weren't brought over here to do you know to be great we were brought over here to work and make someone else great, and so now that we are coming into our greatness, it's a problem. It's a exactly. threat. Exactly. Exactly. And you know that I, I, you know, and so when you were talking about being destined for this and all of that, I mean, and don't say you understand what we're going through. You can empathize, and we're not saying for other races. Not to, you know, empathize and say, you know, I don't know what you're going through, but I, you know, I feel bad. What can I do? What can I do to help? That is the way to approach it. Don't say, you know, just like, um, you know, for the example, when someone passes away, a lot of people like to say, oh, I know what you're going through. No, you don't. Even if you lost your mom and I lost my mom, our relationships with our mothers are totally different. And so right. you don't know exactly what I'm going through. So even though you have a semblance, maybe you think, well, I'm in America, I'm America too, you know, so I know what you're going through. No, you don't. But you can always empathize. And as you said, we're not going anywhere. And that's how it's not going to be a trend, because we have to set that precedence as Black people that this is not a trend. This is our lives. And we are here to stay. And you're going to hear about it, whether you want to hear about it or not. (laughs) you know you have to open your eyes and you have to hear thank you for all of that that was just awesome and powerful and then tapping into that you know we we always have those people that want to comp contradict or or come back at us when we say hashtag black lives matter then they want to say hashtag all lives matter when we say black lives matter we're not saying that all lives don't matter correct So can you tap into that a little bit and how we can respond or or, why, or help people understand why that's not the correct response?
1: Another, well, I'm going to use this um, analogy. I love uh, subdivisions, neighborhoods. And I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a country girl, uh, born and raised in the country. Where I live now is I live in the city However, the city of Chester, if you will, cause it's still a, a small rural area. But think about a neighborhood, beautiful homes, but within these beautiful homes, you have your garages, you know, kids playing basketball courts, you know, in the midst of this beautiful neighborhood and in this neighborhood, you have a swimming pool, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. nice neighborhood, gated community. <clears throat> one of these houses catch fire. Now, we all love this neighborhood, right? We all. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful neighborhood. So you want this neighborhood to stay beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. But one House. All of the houses, somewhat similar. They're all beautiful. Some two stories, some one level, all of that. But while why the kid, while the kids are out playing and everything, you know, you see one house is on fire, right? That is Miss mm-hmm. Bernstein's house. Everybody knows Miss Bernstein. She bakes the best cookies in the neighborhood, right? <laughs> and everybody right. knows her right Everyone knows her. She comes running out of the back door onto the porch saying her house is on fire. What do mm-hmm. you do? You help Miss Bernstein you call the um, fire department you call the fire department you help Miss Bernstein. Miss Bernstein just happens to be black. She married a Jewish man, but she just happens to be black. With a name like Mm -hmm. Bernstein, you just think that she's white, right? Because she lives in this Mm -hmm. nice, gated community with the swimming pool in it, the basketball court, and the kids playing and all of that. But she just happens to be black. Mm-hmm. Not that the other houses in the neighborhood don't matter because all of the houses matter. But Ms. Bernstein's house is on fire. So it's not mm-hmm. that all lives don't matter because they do. But right now, the Black lives, the Black house is on fire. Hmm. Uh. We need to put this fire out. If you want Miss Bernstein to bake some more cookies, because you know those are the best cookies in the neighborhood. For Christmas, everybody gets a basket from Miss Bernstein. She has helped you when your mother was sick. She was there when your cousin was going through cancer. When uh, Miss Rose down the street uh, husband died, she was there. She has been there for everyone in the neighborhood. Mm. Everyone. It didn't matter Mm. what color you were. It didn't matter what time of the year it was. She has always been there. You've seen her children grow up. One is a lawyer. One is a doctor. One is an accountant. So these are the good black folk in the neighborhood. Mm. Okay. Girl. Girl. So now her house is on Mm. fire. What are you going to do? Are you going to sit by and say, well, my house is nice too. No. It's not that all houses don't matter. They do. It's not that all lives don't matter. But right now, it's about black lives. It's about black people. It's about the officers, the police brutality, the police that are killing, just blatantly murdering this cold-blooded murder. Aaron Mm -hmm. was shot in the back first, running from the Mm. police. For everyone that possibly can to go on my Facebook page To go on Facebook, to go on the news, search Aaron McCree, Chester, South Carolina, and look at the videotape of how he bolted out of the door in the Walmart video because allegedly he was arrested for shoplifting, but you never found anything on him and all of this. And he was in the uh, holding room, okay? of the uh, Walmart store and this particular officer, Nicholas Harris, told the other officer to leave, allegedly, I have to say that, allegedly, asked, why would you ask the other officer to leave? And mm. whatever was said in that room, now Aaron, like I said, played football, played football for Jackson State, that boy ran out of that room like he was running, for his, like his life depended on it. Because mm. standing there, like okay, you know,
0: oh, God. handcuffs,
1: whatever. Okay, it is what it is. Because all the family that we have, you know, okay, you know, you you just, you know, we would get out on bail or whatever the case may be. Th- these are my thoughts, you know. But when he ran out of there, if he had to turn his head to look back, he would have tripped and fell. This is how hard he was running. Mm. but you say he was a threat to you, but you shot him in the back. How was he Mm. a threat when he was shot in the back first? My God. So see, the lies, you know, all lives matter, but we're Mm. being shot in the back. Just like the other uh, young man in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. um, A year ago. Walter Scott. Walter Scott, yeah. Mm -hmm. He was shot in the back, but He was a threat. Come on. George Floyd. Knee on the neck. Was he a threat? Come on. Breonna Taylor Mm. in her bed. You ran up in the wrong house. Was she a threat? Mm -mm -mm. So if all lives matter, let's make the laws fair for everyone. And then let's make the punishment fair to everyone. Because Mm -hmm. it appears that the Ku Ku Klux Klan have taken off their white robes and put on black robes. Now you're judges. Uh. It appears that you've taken off your hoods and put on black caps as, as police officers. So let's make mm, the punishment fit everyone. Mm-hmm. You want to lock us exactly. up and be the judge and the jury and all of this all at one time. That's not fair and it's not right. And God is not guilty. Nope. God is not, is
0: not. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh-uh-uh. I mean, that's just you. you said it all right there. If we are saying all lives matter, if we want things to be fair, then things need to be fair across the board. Laws, everything needs to work. But as you stated, Mrs. Bernstein's house is on fire. Black people are under attack. And that's why we say black lives matter.
1: Exactly. That's
0: why it's so important. And, um, and you, t- you kind of tapped into my next thing when you were saying God is not pleased. So, you know, we're here where we are, the church. So we are, we're talking about, we want to talk about the church's role. Um, you know, we say, you know, we're Christians. We believe in Christ. We know that God is not, you know, he's a fair God. He doesn't, you know, he would not look at this situation and be pleased. So what role does the church play? when it comes to issues like this, when it comes to race relations and how can the church help the black lives matter movement?
1: The church plays the most important role because number one, this is, this is a spiritual attack. This is spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. So the church plays the most important role of it all. We have to preach and teach the unadulterated truth of the gospel of Jesus, the Christ. And it starts, you know, at church, not just inside the four walls, but the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. We have to stand when no one else stands. We have to be there when no one else is there. Where was Jesus? He was out and about in the streets, and the hedges Mm -hmm. and highways. And as, you know, my grandma used to say the byways, Jesus was out there among the people involved. You know, God is a God of justice, of order. He's a righteous God. So where is the church? Where are the pastors? Where are the preachers Mm -hmm. and the teachers? Where are they? You know, and we saw when Martin Luther King uh, back in the real civil rights era, the churches and the pastors, they were at the forefront. They were Mm -hmm. rallies and, and justice uh, rallies and, organizers those were the people of the church mm-hmm. because it mattered when it matters to the body of christ it matters to everyone so it matters mm-hmm. it should matter it should mm-hmm. matter so we are the ones that are supposed to be standing up right now taking our stand we should be at the front of the lines you know protesting and protesting one that you that we claim, declare, and decree that justice will be done in the name of Jesus and it will be done the right mm-hmm. way. Who's holding up that bloodstained banner for Jesus? It can be done and mm-hmm. it should be done, but we have to do it. We have to take authority in this in this uh, injustice season in the name of Jesus for justice because God is not pleased with what's going on, but it is not you know, just a physical battle. It's a spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. you don't know how to fight mm-hmm. this this battle if you don't know who you're fighting and what demons you're fighting we need discernment
0: mm-hmm. mm. that that is so good that's so good that it's a spiritual spiritual warfare not just physical warfare and and as you said the civil rights movement was built you know in the church the churches were where they were holding their meetings um Martin Luther King was a pastor. You know, it, it the organization came from the church. And now it seems like sometimes you know, like you're not hearing much from the church. You're not hearing much from pastors. There are some. Now, we're not going to say everybody. There are some that are standing up, that are speaking out. For the most part, it's, it's, it's crickets a little bit. And exactly. so we really do need to stand up as church and the pastors and the leaders and not just the black churches and the black pastors and leaders, but All pastors and leaders from all races, from all denominations, need to be standing up saying, this is not right. If it's not right to the world, then you know it's not right to the church. Hello. And the church is the one that needs to be standing up and saying something.
1: I preached a sermon one time with a real church. Please stand up. Mm. Not just just on Sunday morning. Not just when you feel like it. Not just when it Mm. looks... Not just when it seems good, but when you know it to be the right thing to do. When it's not popular mm-hmm. with everyone else, when you're going to be criticized about it, when people are going to talk about you about it, but when you know it's the God thing to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not,
1: as we say, not being politically correct, but being Christ correct.
0: That's right.
1: And it's the time to be Christ correct
0: hmm So true, so true, so true, so true. And so that leads to the next thing. If we're talking about the church, you know, as the body, the pastors, the leaders, but as we say here, the church is not a building, we are the church. And um, so How should we as individual Christians, when we're getting in these conversations and, you know, we're not going to say debate because we don't want to debate people. We just want to we want to talk about it. We want to be heard. But when we're having these conversations with people about the Black Lives Matter movement, about racial um, um, equality, how should we respond? What should be the response um, of a Christian in those conversations?
1: Preach a good sermon every day. Not by Mm. the words that you use. But by the life that you live. Mm -mm -mm. If we do that. If we just do that. As Christians. I think the world will follow. If we preach that sermon. Mm -hmm. Any sermon. Go in the Bible. Get any scripture. Feed my sheep preach that sermon love one another preach that sermon not by the words but by the life that you live every day especially Mm -hmm. in a time like this the world will follow the world will follow Mm -hmm. I I really do believe that love you one another Mm -hmm. As I have loved you, forsake not my little children to come unto me. You just just pick one, you know, just, just grab one. Mm-hmm. Because if we do mm-hmm. the, the little things that, well, that we think are the little things, those are big things unto God. They really are. Mm-hmm. You know, people ask me often, you know, why are you helping this person? Um, you know, you always helping somebody, you always doing this, you need to sit down, you need to do this and and it is is true it is true because the doctor has told me that i do need to sit down and i do need to rest and and all of that but sherry i must say sometimes i feel like you know i was you know put here to help people not that no one Mm -hmm. else can Mm -hmm. but we do have Assignments over our lives, and there are certain people that are attached to us that you are supposed to help or whatever. And you know, when I was younger, when I was smaller, I've always been the one to help. I don't like seeing injustices done, I didn't know at the time that it was injustice, but I just knew in my heart, you're not supposed to treat people that way, you're not supposed Mm -hmm. to act like that toward people, or you're not supposed to be mean like that toward people. Or when I get older. I'm not going to let people do that to someone. I'm going to do something about it. That was just Mm -hmm. my attitude. I'm going to do something about it. And if we all take that stand and do our part, do what we can do to not let others be mistreated or to not allow someone to mistreat someone else. Because guess what? That may be your family member. Because I look at it like that's my family's blood lying on the pavement at Walmart. Mm -hmm. That's my family's blood. That's a generation. Mm -hmm. That's a lineage. That's a bloodline out there. And Mm if I don't take a stand, who will? If we don't take a stand, who will? Because the next time, Mm -hmm. you know, I've told my community, the next time it could be yours. Mm -hmm. So if we don't take a stand now,
0: Who will? So true. That is so powerful. We have to take a stand. And as you said, preach that sermon every day, not just with your words, but with your actions and the world will follow because that's what we're called to do. We're the example. We're the example of Christ on in the earth realm. So if we're not operating as such, then we can't really make an impact. Exactly. Thank you, thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for that. Well, Tabitha, I mean, you shared so much great information and nuggets with us today. We appreciate you being here on We Are The Church. We appreciate your passion um, about the Black Lives Matters movement. And helping people to understand that it's not just a hashtag, but these are people's lives that are on the line. These are families that are being impacted. And so we truly appreciate you being here on the show and sharing um, Aaron's story and sharing your story. Um, So if you could leave with our listeners um, any final thoughts, what you want them to um, to walk away with from this conversation and also how people can connect with you.
1: Well, thank you so much for inviting me and allowing me to um, be a part of your platform. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. So thank you so much. I would just like for the listeners to know that Black Lives Matter is not just a hashtag. Black Lives Matters says it all. We matter. We are here to stay we are not going anywhere and we matter today, tomorrow, forever. We mattered before. We mattered when they brought us over here. We mattered before they brought us over here and we matter. We, we matter because of our intellect. We matter because of our skin color. We matter because of our hair, our eye color the shape of our bodies, we matter and we are not going anywhere. It's not just a hashtag. It's not just a a trend, but we matter. And to our community, it is time for us to stand up together, to rise up and to be who God has created you to be, who you are destined to be, not just The kings and queens that uh, you say you are, but the priests and the prophets and the teachers and the pastors and the evangelists and the entrepreneurs and the doctors and all that you dream to be and what is deep down inside of you, all of that embodies who you are as a people, as a person, individually, all of that is why we matter our intellect, our spirituality, the physicality, all of that is why we matter. That is why we matter. So, um, and as you said earlier, I am evangelist Tabitha Strother, creator, producer, host of Talking with Tabitha, and you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube channel, and I will be on Anchor soon uh, with my pod- podcast, Talking with Tabitha, where we uh, provide inspirational, educational, uh, inspiring messages about faith, family, health, uh, just government, all around uh, inspiring messages to the masses.
0: Awesome. Well, we're definitely looking forward to the podcast. And you all, make sure that you connect with her. Look for her. She said Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Talking with Tabitha. You want to hear what Tabitha has to say. You got a little snippet of it today. And I know you were empowered. Um, I know you were impressed by her passion um, and the way she articulated the Black Lives Movement Matter, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, but definitely make sure that you connect with our guests um, at talking with Tabitha and we appreciate you all listening and we'll talk to you next week. Many thanks to today's guests, Evangelist Tabitha Strother. Thank you so much, Evangelist Tabitha, for sharing Erin's story and sharing your truth. We appreciate your perspective and helping us to understand why Black Lives Matter and what the church can do to help. Listeners, please make sure that you connect with Tabitha, listen to her podcast, Talking with Tabitha. You will be blessed. If you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review so more people can find us. You can connect with me at wearethechurchpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I would love to hear your thoughts about today's episode. You can also send me any suggestions that you have about topics you would like for me to cover or people you would like for me to interview. And in return, you will receive an email every time a new episode drops with some behind-the-scenes information. I would love to share that with you. Thank you so much for your presence and your listening ear today. Please make sure that you check out the show notes for some relevant links and additional information. You all take care, be blessed, be safe, and remember, the church is not a building. We are the church.